Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin, doing a post-game pod for the Mavs win against the Detroit Pistons. Um, it was pretty much a blowout win. Uh, it's what Dallas should have done to Orlando and uh, Oklahoma City, but uh, I digress, like Stephen A. would say. But uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll talk about some of the trades that went down. Um, yesterday and even today, and then we'll you know talk about math stuff is obviously too. So I'll start with the game. Uh, uh, you know Dallas pretty much dominated dominated this game after the first period. You know I think the first uh, period, first quarter was close as I recall. Um, something along the lines of a, you know I think OKC had at least twenty five points. Mavs had like thirty. Right, it was close first quarter, but. After the first quarter, Dallas just kind of took off. Uh, Detroit shot very poorly from three. Dallas shot 50%, which is crazy. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith was two for three. Bullock, four for eight. Brunson, two for four. Luka was five for nine. You know, Maxie, one for one. Burke was four for six. They just, you know, they were hitting on all cylinders, basically. You know what you like to see them do against... um, other teams, not necessarily the bad teams, if they could do it to the good teams, but you know they only they only had thirteen turnovers, which is pretty good. Luca led the way with thirty three, with eleven assists, seven rebounds. Um, Brunson had twenty one, and four assists. Bullock had twelve. Dorian Finney-Smith had 11, Powell had 10. Burke was the guy who was kind of the outlier. Burke got 18 points. Uh, you know, Burke is capable of coming off the bench and into a game and scoring 18 points. Uh, problem is with Burke is that only happens once every, like, 10 games. Uh, you know, he can't do it every day like that. Like, he can't do that every game. Um, Lucas shot 14 free throws. Uh, he made 10 of them. Which, 71% is not that great, but when you shoot that many free throws, I guess 10 makes is is good. So, just overall, they just, uh, they annihilated Detroit. They Detroit only scored 86 points. It was a bad game all around. You know, Sadiq Bey's the guy, uh, you know, we wanted in the draft, and uh, or a lot of people wanted in that draft when they got Josh Green, and he was 1 for 7 on his threes and 1 for 11 overall. It was uh, it was a rough day for everybody, you know. Jeremy Grant was one for six with fifteen points, um, and we'll get into him here in a few. But like I said, it's um, it's one of those games that you know when you're a team that's better, you you should win. So um, Dallas Dallas did win, and hopefully. Um, you know, the next two games are against the Clippers. Hopefully they can beat the Clippers. You know, the Clippers, even though, you know, the Clippers were part of the trades that, you know, kind of went down over this last week. Um, you know, they brought in Covington and Powell. Uh, they gave up Bledsoe and a couple other guys. No really, not really anybody, any kind of, um, anybody. Like, there's a guy on there, I had no idea who it was, but... Eric Bledsoe was basically the main focal point of that trade. So uh, I do think it was an 
a, a trade that improved the Clippers. Uh, you know, Covington's a, a pretty decent player when he's on the court. Um, he's he misses a lot of time though. He's an injured. He's always injured. Uh, Norman Powell's a good player. I, I Norman Powell to me is probably a little bit overpaid. I guess if you're okay to pay that money for the type of player he is, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. He's a good player. I take him on the Mavs. I I take him over Tim Hardaway Jr. But you know, he wanted to stay with Portland in the off season. I don't think Dallas ever even tried. Um, if Dallas would have attempted. To sign him, they never would have re-signed Hardaway, and I think they had all intentions of re-signing Hardaway. And once they re-signed Hardaway, that was it. Dallas wasn't getting anybody else. So, um, it hopefully you know, looking at, when you're looking at the standings, you know the Clippers are two games under 500. They've lost two in a row. So, you know, hopefully Dallas can beat them twice in a row. You know, from what guys say about these games that they play, you know, back-to-back against um, the same team. It's kind of tough to beat them twice in a row. But, uh, you know, when you look at the top seven teams in the West, they're all, they've all got win streaks. You know, Phoenix has three. Golden State has a nine-game. Memphis has a three-game. Utah's got a three-game. Mavericks have a three-game. Denver's got a two-game. Minnesota's got a five-game win streak. Minnesota's four games above 500. New Orleans is on a four-game winning streak. And... So as far as New Orleans is concerned, New Orleans was one that made a big trade. New Orleans got C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance, and I, I, I there was one other guy who uh, I think here I'll have to look who the exact the exact people because I want to make sure I, I, I get it right, and I'm I'm not seeing. Um, where where the uh here we go I, I got it right here so it was tony snell that's right so it was mccollum nance and snell and portland got josh hart Sadaransky, alexander walker uh somebody named dd luzada i have no idea and some picks but i you know it, it's interesting to me new orleans you know, they're sitting in that 10th spot right now. And they've got a game and a half lead on Portland. And Portland's pretty much selling the farm at this point. Uh, you know, Portland did trade Alexander Walker today. Um, he, he was sent to uh, another team and... He was sent to the Utah Jazz. So, you know, Portland's starting over, sort of. They, they've, they're going to have cap space, and they're going to build around. Um, they're going to build around Damian Lillard, which is kind of crazy to me, because Lillard's on the wrong side of thirty, and I, I'm just, you know, like I think I've said it in the past. You know what Bill Simmons says about small guards and their thirties. They're just their careers end. You know, there's there's exceptions to the rules. I get it. Chris Paul's been doing well, but um, just go back and look at the other guys. They're not in the league anymore, and they're all out by their mid thirties. So 
I, I wouldn't if it were if I were in charge of Portland, I wouldn't be building around Lillard. I, I think building around a thirty three year old is dumb. Um, he's a good player, yeah, but at some point, who are you bringing in that's going to make you a contender? And th- it's nobody. You know, it's Kevin Kevin Durant's not coming. I don't even know. Kevin Durant signed an extension. I was thinking because Durant, I think, was going to be a free agent this offseason, but he signed the extension, so he's not going to be a free agent. So what are you going to get, James Harden? As far as New Orleans is concerned, though, you know, I if Zion comes back and plays, let's just say, let's just pretend that some point after the All-Star break, he is going to come back. It sort of makes that team kind of interesting. Now, I don't think they can win a first-round series um, with that team. But at the same time, I don't think they get swept either. Um, If Zion comes back and he can play basketball like he played last year, um, to me... They're as good as anybody, if not better, than the other four teams in that playoff. Um, that you know, between, of course, Minnesota, they're playing very well, but you know, with the Clippers and the Lakers, I, one of those teams might not make it. Um, now Zion has to come back, and I don't know if he is or not. My guess is, is he might. Um, he's been out for a while nobody's seen him there's no pictures of him which leads me to believe i think he's on some sort of diet plan and i know i don't mean that to sound bad but he probably did need to lose 15 to 20 pounds and i'd be willing to bet that he has you know luca has luca's definitely lost weight there's no question about it he's even playing like he's lost weight so a professional athlete in his early 20s it's pretty easy to lose weight, so I'd be willing to bet that he's somewhere right now, you know, doing some workout plan, and that's they're planning to bring him back at some point after the All-Star break so they can sort of make a run. The uh, other big trade that happened um, yesterday, I'm actually doing this on the Thursday, obviously, uh, a day after the Mavs game. The other big trade was between Indiana and um, Sacramento. Now, this was the trade that pretty much got the most attention. Um, basically, uh, it was Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and Tristan Thompson to Indiana and Sabonis holiday and lamb to sacramento along with the pick now a lot of people were thought that sacramento was stupid for trading halliburton and for me i i did think it it was dumb to trade him but at the same time sabonis is an all-star right he's not a scrub but um i i just I, i think they traded the wrong guard uh, I, but I just don't think there was anybody who wanted Fox. And to me, that should have been a red flag. You know, I, I, I just, I'm not a huge fan of Fox. I don't think Fox's numbers translate into wins. And 
when I see this trade, I don't see anything changing. I, I know they think they're going to go for the playoff, the play-in game. But I just don't think that happens. You know, I like Sabonis, but it's clear that even when Indiana has decent players around Sabonis, he, he's not a guy who's going to lead you to the playoffs. You know, the Indiana was one of the worst teams in the league. You know, and I, I just, I, I think it was a, it, I, I wouldn't have traded Halliburton. I would have found a way to get off Fox. And I just don't know if there was anybody willing to take on Fox. Now, maybe the Knicks might have. You may have talked them into that. And for me, you take, if you're trying to get off a certain player, you take pennies on the dollar. You know, if you'd have gotten Fox for, like if you could have traded Fox for nothing, you do it. You you get off the player. You get off the contract. Maybe you get a first-round pick. You know, you, they they could have traded Dallas's, you know, the pick Dallas they have of Dallas's. You know, it's like, you, you just, you don't trade the better guard, you know. And I Sacramento's a poorly run franchise. They're not making the playoffs. They're not better than San Antonio, and San Antonio's not making the playoffs. They're probably better than Portland at this point because Portland's trading, you know, their roster, right? They're, they've got a fire sale going. But at this point, I think New Orleans is in. You know, I, I thought that was a fantastic trade for New Orleans. And they they get some adults in the room, basically. You know, Valanchunas is a good veteran to have on your team he's been to a lot of playoff games um with toronto uh he went to the playoffs last year with memphis and he it's just he's an adult in the room and then you had cj mccollum and i know some people saying well they don't have any guards you know if you put Devontae graham and mccollum in the backcourt you know it's like well you know i don't think they're playing us to win the finals this year you know, they could pick somebody up in the offseason to, you know, help with their point guard situation. There might be some, there might be someone, you know, a free agent they can bring in to help with their point guard situation. So I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I think this trade was made more for next year than it was for this year. Uh, you know, I think they're hoping that Zion comes into the next year in shape. You know, just like we hope Luca comes into shape. If Luca would come into the season in shape, Dallas would have a top three, four record in the league. You know, right now they're top five. I don't think they're. Maybe they pass Utah. Maybe they don't. We'll get to Utah here in a sec because Utah also made a trade. Um, but I think New Orleans made it for next year. Indiana's obviously rebuilding. Miles um, Turner liked the trade because he's getting a guard back who's a good player who can play on the court you know brogdon's a good player but brogdon is never available brogdon is always hurt he's just one of those guys he's always hurt brogdon will probably be traded in the offseason he can't be traded uh right now because he signed the extension i think he has to wait for the offseason so Brogdon's probably going to be traded in the offseason. Um, they'll go with Halliburton. Um, 
they pretty much got nothing back for Levert. They got Rubio, and Rubio expires. So they might keep Turner. I don't know. You know, they got a lot of guys. They're going to have – they're just in full rebuild. Indiana is in full rebuild. And it'll give Halliburton a chance to, you know, get a lot of minutes, a lot of playing time. But Indiana, as much as – as good as a player as Halliburton is, he's not going to be doing anything for the next few years because Indiana is going to be a bad team. Sacramento, they're going to hang around – the 10, 11, 12 spot for the next couple years, I, I don't foresee them getting that much better. Like I said, they're a poorly run franchise. Now, Portland, they're, they're, they claim they're not hitting the reset because they are keeping Lillard. But at the same time, there's no really free agents for them to go and get. I don't know who they're bringing in that's going to make them that much better. Um, are they going to make a trade for Jeremy Grant? I don't know. They could make a trade for Jeremy Grant, and you know he's a good he's a good addition. He would get to be a main uh, scorer. That's what he wants to be. He wants to be a main scorer. Uh, you know, we saw Jeremy Grant play last night, and I, you know he would be a good third best player on our team. But that's not what he wants, and. I don't know if I want a guy who doesn't want to be here to be a role player, who wants to be here to be a star when he's not a star, if that makes sense. I don't think Jeremy Grant's an, a star player. He's a good player who's on a bad team that's putting up good numbers because he's getting a lot of shots. So, And those numbers are, as far as points per game, are high, but it's not exactly the most efficient. So... You know, if he's willing to come here and be the third best player, then I'll take him. But if he wants to come and be the best player, then sorry, I'm not interested. I'd rather, I'd rather look at bringing Collins or something. So, um, like I said, I think New Orleans, out of all the teams that made trades, really impactful trades, like you know, New Orleans, Portland. Sacramento and Indiana, I think out of those four teams, New Orleans is in the best shape. Because if New Orleans gets Zion, I think they get one of those seven or eight spots. The seventh or eighth spot, I should say. You know, I think they could beat the Clippers and the Lakers with that team, with Zion, a healthy Zion. I think they could. I think they have the talent. Um, now, they have to do it, you know, a lot of their guys have never been to the playoffs. Zion's never been to the playoffs. I don't think Ingram's ever been in the playoffs. So, you know, it's guys who've never done it, but that's why you have the adults in the room like C.J. McCollum and Valanchunas. So it, it'll be interesting to see if Zion comes back. I want Zion to come back. I want to see him play, you know. The Mavericks, I think, play New Orleans. Um, four, four, they play, see, they play the Clippers twice, and I think they play the Heat and then they play New Orleans. I, I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. So I, it would be nice. Now, obviously, Zion's not going to be there for the, the Maverick game, but it would be nice to see Zion after the All-Star break at some point, mid-March. That would be great. Um, as far as you know, other teams like Utah, you know, Utah made a trade today. They, um, it was a three-team deal. It was, 
let me see. Okay, so Utah gets Alexander Walker and Wancho Hergonomes. I probably said that wrong, but it's uh, Wancho. I, you know, I, I like Wancho better than Powell. Wancho outplayed Powell in one of those New Orleans games, and they got blasted. Uh, it's good we, we won't see him because he just destroyed Powell. Um, Portland's getting Joe Ingles, who's out for the year. Elijah Hughes, who I'm not sure who that is. And San Antonio's getting Sadoransky in a pick. So not a big trade, but I think Utah's looking to improve their depth. And I think they did, in all honesty. I, you know, I, I still though. I still think Dallas is a better team. Um, Utah wins a lot because they win a lot of home games. Uh, playing in Utah is very difficult. It's one of the hardest places to play for road teams. So they win a lot of games because of that. But I still think Dallas is better than Utah. You know, and I say that and Dallas will probably lose to Utah in the first round or whatever. But I, I just I, I think Dallas is a better team. Uh, you know, obviously these two guys are going to help. Utah Alexander Walker is a guy who's having a kind of a poor year. He's he's kind of struggling with his shooting, but Wancho he he's a quality backup small big like he can play small ball big and that's probably his best. That's probably when he's at his best, and that's one of the problems Utah's had in the past is if if. Gobert's being played off the court because of his size. Do you have something to answer? And I think Wancho is a guy you can put out there at center. And he gives you that ability to rebound. He's not a great defender, but he's he's serviceable. And he can guard, you know, he can he can be out on the perimeter. He, he's not stuck in the lane kind of like Gobert. So... It's a good pickup for them. I, like I said, I would rather have him over Powell. And, you know, I know Powell will have his good games and his bads and stuff. And when Powell has a good game, you know, people like to say, oh, Powell's having a good game. Like Powell, Powell is not a starting center on a title team. It, it, it is what it is. I know. I know he's Luca's bud. I don't know. I know he's Cuban's bud. But one of the things I was afraid, or I am afraid of, is when the Mavs are looking around, looking to make a trade, and they could they could make a trade, a small trade that could improve their team, but Powell has to be included. And I'm just afraid Cuban will just nix that. He'll just say no. And that just, I just know that's what it is. I, you know, somebody put on Twitter that Cuban's going to come out and say that, you know, our getting healthy is our improvement at the trade deadline. And that's, to me, is just garbage. I, you know, I, I like this team, but to me, it's still just a five seed team. And, if you don't make any moves, they're going to have to make a move in the offseason because 
there's no way that you're going to pay Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith be in the tax and be a fifth seed, right? I mean, you're basically going into the tax to be a fifth seed where, you know, Cuban specifically broke up a title team to avoid paying the tax because, you know, a lot of people, there's this revisionist history that some people don't know or have heard wrong, but I was listening to one pod and they were saying that all those players that Dallas let walk were old and I got news for them. They don't remember who Dallas let go. The old players were already here. The old players were under contract. Jason Terry, Jason Kidd, and Sean Marion were all under contract. They were there the next year. The guys that they let walk were J.J. Barea, who played seven or eight more years, and Tyson Chandler, who won Defensive Player of the Year the very next year. And Karan Butler, was they let him walk. Um, he was obviously coming off an ACL injury, but you could have re-signed him, and you could have brought that team back, and you know what? Maybe they don't win a title, but I promise you they don't, they don't have the eighth seed, and they don't get knocked out in the first round. That team is going to compete. And to do that, Cuban would have had to go in the tax, but he didn't want to do that. So he let all those guys walk. You know, the Peja was retiring anyways. Peja wasn't coming back. So obviously you didn't need him. You know, Roddy got some playing time the next year. I would have been interested. It would have been interested to see, you know, Roddy play with some of those guys. Stevenson was another guy who. I, I think I don't think he was on the team either. Stevenson wasn't old as far as age wise because Stevenson hadn't been in the league like terribly long, but he was a guy who came out of high school, so he was still you know a younger player. And Stevenson had a pretty specific role on this team, and it fit. So I, I just you know I just can't see Cuban keeping together a fifth seed and paying the tax. So. He's gonna. They're gonna trade somebody. My guess is it's Tim Hardaway Jr. And my guess is they do it over the summer. I I don't know. Um, you know I. I don't know who might be interested. From what they said, the report was was uh, they had a almost a deal for. What was it? Tim Hardaway and a first round pick for. Carius uh, Levert. I don't know if Levert makes them that much better. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I I like Levert, but some people think he's a ball stopper, um, and that's why they don't, you know, so much like him, you know. And I, I don't want a ball stopper on our team, even though kind of, you know, I want a guy who's willing to move the ball. But you know, usually though, when Hardaway gets the ball, he's going to shoot. So, you know. Tim Hardaway is sort of a ball stopper as well. You know, Tim Hardaway is not raking up assists. So, uh, Levert is a guy who could have helped him, but, you know, Levert's making a lot of money too, so you would have still been in the same predicament. I think for Dallas to be, you know, out of that predicament, they would have to make the move of, um, you know, trading Hardaway for, like, Drogic, because Drogic is a retiring or uh, expiring contract. So, if you could trade Hardaway for Dragic, you know, his contract would expire. You could re-sign 
Brunson for the money you gave Hardaway, you know, you can give Dorian Finney-Smith a $10 million a year contract because he's, as much as I like Dorian Finney-Smith, I don't think he's worth much more than $10 million a year. But, you know, you could give him that, and then you could probably sign Dragic on a minimum to keep him. Now, at some point, you are going to have to clear a roster spot because you are going to have to make room for a draft pick because they do have their draft pick this year, and they are guaranteed a roster spot. So Dallas will have to clear a roster spot in the offseason um, at some point. But, uh, you know, I, I, I hope Dallas makes a move. My gut tells me they're not. Um, you know, I know I kind of brought it up. I've brought it up in the past, but honestly, I'd like to see them trade Porzingis. I, you know, I wasn't on the, I flip flop on this so bad. I'm like a politician. I'm always flip flopping on it. But you know, I'm excited about him when he's playing and he's playing good. But it's just there's too many of those times where he's hurt. And he's not playing, and it's like when the playoffs roll around, is he going to be healthy? You don't know. You know. Obviously, injuries happen with other players unexpectedly. You know, Luka could get hurt. You know, Tim Hardaway had sort of a freak injury. I get that. But with Porzingis, it's it's a given. He's not playing a full season. He's just not. And you're paying over $30 million a year for a guy who's not playing a full season. And even at his healthiest, he's not playing a full season. You know, uh, any player, any other player on the Mavs could play 80 games. You know, but Porzingis isn't. So, you know, I thought Luca would have. I know Luca missed like 11 games or 12 or 30. I can't remember how many it was, but a lot of those games he missed was before the COVID. I think he was about to come back, but then he got the COVID, so he missed a few more games. So it was kind of a good thing, bad thing. You know, you you didn't have him for that much longer, but it just gave him a little more time to, you know, rest from an injury. So, uh, and I think some of that was him trying to lose weight as well, uh, to be honest with you. But for Porzingis, I mean, it's a sore knee. You know, how, how sore is your knee, bruised knee? You know, it's like, how long are you going to be out with a bruised knee, a bone bruise in your knee? It's... So for me, I would trade Porzingis. And I know a team like Charlotte and a team like Washington had interest in him last year. And I honestly think you could trade him to Charlotte. I really do. I really think if you called Charlotte and put, tried to put a deal together and got back P.J. Washington, I, I think you could do it. Um, I, I, I would do it because, you know, P.J. Washington's a good player. He's available from what everyone says, um, you know, because they do not want to uh they don't want to give him a contract i think they gave a contract to bridges and they're going to give one to ball and they gave one to gordon hayward and i just i don't think they want to pay washington i think it's one of those things it's kind of the thing like uh why atlanta moved on from cam reddish you know they didn't want to have to extend them they, they have too many guys you know the atlanta's actually drafted pretty well so you know they didn't want to um have to go looking for uh, you know they didn't want to have to pay him, so I for me, I I would just like to see Dallas move on from Porzingis, send him to send him to uh, send him to Washington, 
and unfortunately, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of sort of messing with this. Uh, I'm sort of messing with this trade machine as I'm doing it. And I think if you're going to send Porzingis, you got to take some money back. And the only, you know, if you're going to take PJ Washington, you've you've got to take something else that's um, like a Plumley. I don't know if Plumley is. Yeah, it's still. Um, it's still. I guess you would you might have to get a uh, third team involved to make it work, but um, you know if you put PJ Washington and Plumley in a deal, and then maybe you don't do Plumley, maybe you do Ubre instead, and you, you're still, yeah, it's I still struggle to get it to work, but I I just you know I'm curious. To see, to know if Charlotte would be willing to, you know, even if, and, you know, I know this is kind of crazy, but even if you could just trade him for, like, Dwight Powell, you know, if Powell's a guy you could put in and, you know, maybe you take a, uh, a take on one of their, their smaller contract guys, like your, Jaden McDaniels, which I doubt they'd give up. He's a pretty good player or whatever. But, uh, you know, if you could put together a trade with P.J. Washington and get him back, I, I just think that's I think that's the best-case scenario for Dallas. Um, you know, if you included Ish Smith and maybe, you know, Dallas sends Trey Burke to try and make these uh, salaries work. Ah, I can't get it to work. I'm spending too much time trying to do this and do the pot at the same time. <laughs> so, um, anyhow, I, I just, for me, I, I would like to see Dallas trade Porzingis. Because if you don't trade Porzingis, I figure Brunson will leave. And not because he wants to leave, but because he wants to get his money. And I don't think Dallas wants to pay him $20 million a year with the roster they have. If Porzingis is gone or Hardaway is gone, I think Dallas would be willing to pay him that money. But I don't think Dallas will pay him that money if they are on the team. So, um, you know, Detroit was interested in him. New York's interested in him. Detroit can offer him a lot of money in the offseason. But, I just, you know, I don't know. I... I for me, it's frustrating. This team reminds me of the 90s Mavs. Um, obviously, this team is better. But the reason the 90s Mavs was so bad was because the, the owner didn't want to spend money. And the only reason this team is good is because we have Luka. Right? That's that's the biggest difference. Luka is worth 50 wins. You know, 45 to 50 wins. Right? Obviously, if coming into... If he comes in the season um, a little out of shape, they're not going to win 50 games. But he's good for 40 to 50 wins a year. Just Luka by himself. He's that good of a player. He really is. He's. I think when his career's over, he's going to be one of the top 10 best to ever play. And that's why they're winning so much. If Luka wasn't on this team, they would probably win you know, 30 games, 25 games. And... Probably not even 25. They'd probably be 20 to 25. 
And for me, that's 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 what the '90s Mavericks were. They didn't want to spend money, and that's what Cuban's doing this. You know, for the last ten years, he doesn't want to spend money. You know, he wanted to sign, you know, two guys. You know, he wanted to make a super team with Darren Williams and Dwight Howard and Dirk. But those guys were going to take up the entire salary. The rest was going to be minimum pot players. You know, he was just going to get a bunch of one-year minimum guys. And they probably wouldn't have won. And it wouldn't have worked because you can't do that. We saw what happened to the Miami Heat in the first season. They just had a bunch of minimum guys. The next year, they were able to go out and get some players. And the second year, they ended up winning because they actually were able to bring in guys. But that first year, it didn't work. I mean, they're they're starting Mike Bibby. You know, it's like Bibby was way past his prime by then. So I, I just, for me, I, I would like to see Dallas make a move now and just hopefully it, it'll do something to make this team better because for me it's like you're winning games without Porzingis if you add a guy then it just makes you that much better it's like the whole Ben Simmons situation no matter what you give for Ben Simmons he's it's going to help your team because guess what Ben Simmons is doing nothing for you right now and that person coming in they're going to do something for you so anyhow I'm going to go ahead and end it here um, in the pod here so the trade deadline is Thursday. Um, I don't know what time, like 2, 3, 4, I, I don't remember. But it's something along those lines. So um, I, unless, if Dallas makes a trade, I'll do a pod tomorrow, maybe before the game. Uh, because I'll have time to do one before the game. If Dallas doesn't make a trade, I'll just do a pod after the game. And we'll go from there. But uh, other than that, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can at the Mavs Outsider. If you could rate, review your podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast, I'd really appreciate it. And hopefully uh, everything, something happens with Dallas. They make the team better. And uh, hopefully I'm doing a pod talking about a big trade tomorrow. So uh, until then, we'll see you later.